This is the Action Network Podcast. Crushed it. It's good. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, NBA edition for this week. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Matt Moore. You can find me on Twitter at HP Basketball. Joined as always by Brandon Anderson and Raheem Palmer. On today's show, we're going to draft finals matchups, courtesy of our partner, BetMGM, the official Oz provider for the Action Network podcast. We're going to run down our Back to the Future and uh, I have a team that definitely goes in the thanks for nothing category. We'll do all that this week. Hope you guys are enjoying your week, getting set for an exciting MLB opening day. Uh, But enough about baseball. It's the last time I'll ever talk about baseball. Let's talk about NBA on this week's edition of The Marquee. The Marquee. You can hear the chatter from the crowd. And this week's marquee, we are going to do a draft of the best NBA Finals matchup odds. I love these bets because if it, I started thinking about it from the perspective, fellas, of if we know who's going to be in the finals, pretty much at least one of two teams that we have pretty much singled out by midseason is going to make the finals. If we know that the NBA is largely like it's way too predictable, we should be able to use that to our advantage in some degree. And even with the uncertainty, the numbers for like just to win the conference is are not all that great. But if you pair them together, you're able to build some pretty juicy numbers. So I've been betting these since preseason. I've bet them continuously. I've added on to my positions. I have a couple that I'll talk about today uh, that I'm sure we'll get to as this pertains. Uh, when you guys were approaching this, we're doing best value, not like what you think is going to happen or most fun, but this is like what the best value is, courtesy of BetMGM, our official odds provider for the Action Network Pro- podcast. Raheem, when you were looking at this, what was the biggest thing that you wanted to try and focus on? I wanted to, you know, I wanted to look at the, you know, what matchups a team might have to play. Like if you look at the Eastern Conference, right, the the two and the three seed. I didn't want to take a team that I felt like was going to fall to two to three because you have like you pretty much you have three teams you can make it out of the East. You have the Nets, the Sixers, and the Bucks. So if the Sixers fall to the two seed, they got to play the Bucks in the second round and vice versa. So um, I was looking at that um, in the Western Conference. Obviously, you don't want a team like I don't want a team who's going to place play the Clippers or the Lakers in the first round or the second round. So I, I kind of, I knocked the nuggets out. So I knocked just certain teams out based on, you know, certain factors. Okay. Okay. Brandon, what was your thought process as you went through this? Yeah. So I tried to kind of start from scratch and just look at the conference and try to figure out, okay, what are the percentages? Who do I actually like here? And um, I, I came away with one in each conference, one, bona fide contender that I just don't believe in. And if I knock one out of the East and one out of the West that I'm just not going to pick, then that immediately cleared out like 25% of the, the real draft board here. And so then that kind of changed the odds for some of the other teams. And I ended up with one team that I, that I, of the entire NBA that I find as the biggest favorite by a pretty wide margin to get to the finals. So I want matchups with that team. And I have one other team that I apparently am rating a lot higher right now 
than the books are. So then I, I kind of want some matchups with that sleeper team in. So I, that's not what I was expecting, but that's kind of how I built my draft board for today. Nice. I like it. I like it very much. You have requested to go last uh, in typical Brandon dramatic fashion, which I appreciate. Raheem, you're going to go first. I'm going to go second. Brandon's going to go third, and then we're going to rotate through. Let's tell, go with Raheem first off. Who's your first pick in the draft? I'm going to um, Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Clippers, plus 600. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, the Nets are probably going to end up in the majority of my picks. Like, I mean, I kind of hinted that at that earlier, I think they're going to end up as the number one seed. Um, I think the Clippers, are, I think that the Sixers are going to slip a little bit um, to the to the two seed with Embiid being out. I think he's out again tonight. Um, you know, the, the Nets have taken over the number one seed. I think the Sixers and the and the um, Bucks beat up on each other, so I definitely want the Nets. I think the Nets are a, a lot to win the East anyway. Um, but when I look at the West. We spoke about this before. The Clippers are the only team that we feel who can truly beat the Lakers. And I think that's big. Um, and the Lakers are vulnerable this year. Um, AD is hurt. LeBron's hurt. Um, when I look at this Clippers team, I think they upgraded. Just just getting rid of Lou Williams is an upgrade. And I hate to say it because I love Lou Williams. But the third you know, time you've said it. For something that you hate to say, <laughs> you've said it a lot on the content that I've, I've done with you in the last couple of weeks. I <laughs> It, it's, I struggle with it because I partied with Lou. We had some great times in Philadelphia. But as a basketball player, he's just – I mean, he, he, he outlived his usefulness in, in, in L.A. I think they moved the ball better. I think, you know, Lou was a, a – um, Tyron Lou was an upgrade over Doc. I like the Clippers this year. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm high on them. Okay. So you took the t- – six to one still a pretty good number. I like the value there. Yeah. Um, I, I have I have a Nets Clippers position. I add on to it when I, I bet – at all-star break, I bet Clippers to win the division, and I bet mm-hmm. them to – I bet Nets Clippers for the finals. Uh, the Suns are going to be obstinate, and I think keep me from winning those bets. I'm just taking a, an L on those. Um, for my first one, I will go ahead and grab the easy one here and take the favorite. I'm still getting plus 375 for Nets Lakers, so I will go mm-hmm. ahead and grab the Lakers. Um, look, I, I understand all the reasons for concern, but how many times have we done this with various teams that are the heavy favorite and they struggle midseason? Everybody's like – you know, there's a lot of, and then by the end, we're like, oh yeah, it was, it was the thing that we all knew was going to happen anyway. Like before the season, and I bet this before the season, like the two obvious picks were Nets Lakers. I'll go back to it again. I talk about this line from Ken Barkley all the time. I'll steal it again. Bet the narrative, and the narrative yeah. in the NBA is that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving form a super team and reach the finals. LeBron James and Anthony Davis form a super team together, and they make the finals. Defending champs championship pedigree there's a lot of reasons i can make a lot of arguments here for why the lakers aren't going to make the finals and i will make them throughout the course of this podcast don't get me wrong one of them is that the lakers have really never been challenged they haven't faced adversity anthony davis has never been in a high pressure playoff moment not once like last year it was fives all the way down until the Heat game heat series and they were never in danger of losing that there's a lot of ways i think that the lakers can fall apart but at plus 375 in this draft, when I can just ensure myself that I'm, I'm going to have like really good value here, when by the second round, this is probably going to be what, even to a minus number by the second round? Yeah, I'm going to grab plus 375. I'll take Nets Lakers. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that has to be the number one pick. Raheem, I don't know what you're doing. That, 
I wanted to pick last just because I didn't want to have to pick Nets Lakers. It's too boring. And I didn't want Nets Clippers. Those were the two picks that were obvious out there. I, I feel like Nets Lakers to me, I would put it more like plus 500. You're going to pay the tax. It's the Nets. It's the Lakers still should be the number one pick because at the end of the day, I mean, I, I wouldn't take Nets Lakers against the field. Cause that's not the odds I'm being given here, but that's kind of what my gut is telling me. I can't, me. I, like, can't take, I can't, I can't, I can't take Nets Lakers as the number one pick when both star players are hurt. And I, I just oh, think. come on. What? Look, look, look. Let's just be clear here. Okay. AD did not hurt his Achilles. He's made this clear. He hurt the surrounding muscle around the Achilles. He is also supposed to likely be back next Wednesday, giving him a full month and a half to submarine Brandon's James Harden MVP ticket. Like <laughs> he is going to be back. Meanwhile, like, you, you've got uh, you've got Davis, right? You've got Davis with like mm-hmm. the supporting injury. It's not the Achilles like KD's was. It's the supporting muscle around it. I mean, they, they before before KD got hurt, they told us it wasn't the Achilles. I mean, the first the initial injury, they said it wasn't the Achilles. But it's also so been it's, like way longer. Like he's been out this whole time, and and, and like what? You know what they say? Here's a, the 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 thing, the thing they said about the Achilles is that at some point it's gonna go. Rest doesn't. Like, help it. So, if it's going to go, it's going to go. And I don't want to risk plus 375 on that. Now, do, I think Brandon do, let said. Let me ask you something. Do bad things like that happen to the Lakers? <laughs> um, no, but what I'll say is the, the wheels fall off of things at some point. And LeBron has been going for a long time. Okay, okay. And at LeBron's some point, got an ankle, man. He's got a sprained ankle. He doesn't have a knee injury. He doesn't have a foot injury. He doesn't, injury. but I just – if both star players are hurt right now, I, I can't do it. All right, Brandon, I, I got to know. What's this pick you got? All right. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't want to – I didn't pick third just because I had this, like, slam dunk pick. But if, if we're taking – are we're, we're playing not necessarily the most likely finals, which is clearly Nets Lakers. But if we're just playing the best value on the board, I told you in my preview, I had one team that I have as a heavy favorite to make the finals over the rest. I have one team that I like the value on better than the rest. So I'm just coming out swinging. It's terrible draft strategy. I think I get them in the next round. I don't care. Listeners, I'm giving you my best pick. I have this around plus a thousand to my odds when I did it. It's plus 2,200 at BetMGM. Nets, Nuggets. Oh, you took it. Oh, my God. I knew you was That's going to. That's why I took I it first. So the Nets, the stole Nets it. to me, I, I want a board filled with Nets somebody on my, on my ticket. So any Nets, anybody, that's, that's the team that I just expect to get there. I would take the Nets against the field in the East to make the finals. Um, and then the Nuggets, they're – I was really surprised to see that. Oh, I think that they're plus nine hundred right now to to win the West. Um, I have the I have the Nuggets as relative equals to anybody not named the Lakers in the West right now. I, I, I'm not saying that I would take them as equals, but certainly given the odds, I love what Aaron Gordon looks like on this team. I was not expecting what how much he would add to this offense. The verticality. Um, I guess I worried about the shooting and kind of forgot that, oh, right, their seven-foot center is running point guard and everybody else on the team can shoot. And suddenly we got screening and cutting and and Michael Porter Jr. is playing like the guy we thought was going to happen and Jamal Murray is playing like the guy from the bubble and it's all happening. I like the Nuggets a lot. I think 
I don't think they're going to be afraid of anyone in a playoff matchup. I think that they have a shot against anyone in a playoff matchup. And I just think that in, a, in a, what is increasingly becoming a wide open feel sort of year, certainly in the West, at least, I think they got a shot. And at plus 2,200, I think that's really one of the best values out there. Yeah, I mean, that's a great pick. Yeah, um, it is. So, and, and obviously, because Raheem and I were both planning on, on swiping it. Um, and I think like, here, here's the big thing. Look, the numbers have been awesome in the first two games. It's just two games, but they're like, they've just been insane with those guys on the floor. They're, they have like a plus 36 net rating with the core four uh, of Barton, Jokic, or sorry, Jokic, Murray, Gordon, Porter on the floor. Like, just crazy numbers. For, for me, though, if you're looking at them, like, well, how does this happen? Here's the path, okay? The Lakers keep sliding. The Nuggets keep making a run. The Suns and Jazz keep up. So one, two, three goes Utah, Phoenix, Denver. Four or five is Clippers, Lakers. As a TV executives just weep, just absolutely just cry vomit into <laughs> their whiskey glasses over having to have the Lakers, Clippers first round. But at least they get the, the series. The Clippers knock off the Lakers, which we know is possible. We know that's a doable proposition, right? Um, and then, so the Nuggets then have to go through Phoenix, Utah, Clippers, like two of those three. Denver's not, you're right, Denver's not afraid of any of those teams. They're honestly not scared of the, of the Lakers. I know people will say that's crazy. I'm telling you, like, I cover the team. They are not afraid of L.A. Like, maybe they should be, maybe they should be more they are not afraid of the Lakers. They genuinely feel like they should have been in that series, if not won it last year. Like, they are mad they lost that series last year. Even though it ended in five, the Davis game winner in game two, and they feel like they didn't play well enough uh, in game four and five. Like, they could have won either one of those. They feel like if they play better when they're right. So, like, they have zero fear, and they definitely have zero fear of Utah, Phoenix, or the Clippers. Like, they are just not scared of those teams. You know, they respect them but they're not scared of them. So like mm -hmm. th this really is the model is like, you know, and there's, a, I think some concern with like blazers beat them. The but the other way the nuggets get there is let's say Phoenix stays two, LA goes to three Denver goes, uh, or the, the Clippers stay, stay three. Um, and then Denver goes into a four, but the blazers sneak up and get the five. And then you avoid it the same way. As long as the Nuggets don't have to go through the Lakers, I do think that they make the Western Conference Finals. Like, I I just think that they can beat Utah's entire scheme. I think that they aren't scared of Phoenix as good as Phoenix is, um, and I think the Clippers are maybe motivated. But the Clippers, I, I genuinely think one of the reasons that I kept betting the Nuggets last year, even after taking them in that series, like I started to bet them after Game Five, was because I realized I was like the Clippers just simply don't respect them, like. They just don't take the Nuggets seriously. And the Nuggets mm. like kept coming back and the, the Clippers still didn't take them seriously. I love the pick. It's a great one. I'm mad that you took it. You're a son of a bitch, Brandon Anderson. Raheem, what's your pick? Um, I hate this, but I have to go with the Nets Jazz. Um, what? Oh. Yeah. Um, because I actually I was gonna take the I was gonna take the Nets um Nuggets. But I think the thing is about the Jazz, um, they kind of have that variance. The, the reason why everybody liked the Rockets last year is because this team can outshoot you from three. They had the variance. Um, and I think the, the, the Jazz have that same thing, you know, going with them. They're making 17 threes a game. But I think we spoke about this yesterday um, during Heat Check. 
the Jazz are 20 and two at home. And they're going to have home court advantage throughout the playoffs um, at this point. So, you know, you give me, you know, the Jazz home court advantage, which is, you know, about three, four points. Um, you got a team that, you know, can shoot lights out from three. You know, they're top five in offense and top five in defense. You know, in a year where, you know, things are weird, I got to take a shot with it. What's your number on this? This is um, plus 800. So, so I had Nets Jazz is actually my most likely not Nets Lakers finals on my board. That does not make it my next pick. That I, I thought I was going to take them with my first pick. It's not my highest value. I think that the plus 800 is about right. I had a plus 900 for me. I have it as slightly more likely than Nets Nuggets. I, my numbers say that. Then I'm I like, look at it and I think about it and I'm like, no, no, yeah, I, no, it's not happening. You're going to have to give me 10. <laughs> you're going to have to give me 10 for, for me to take Utah. Like, I mean, they're a team that, I mean, we spoke about this before. They're a team I want to fade in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. but you know, for this exercise. Well, yeah. Well, no, it's so like that. Maybe that's like the play, right. Is like, take, like, take, uh, take Nets jazz and then mm-hmm. bet against the jazz in the, in the series by series to hedge. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. let, let them go in the first round, but second round and out, you can bet against them and you'll still probably wind up profiting taking that strategy right because you feel like because in your in in your like structure you're like the nets are a lock i'm not taking i don't want anybody else out of the east so that's where i want to go so like i i think you could probably uh build a pretty good model there especially because like you know the because the jazz are so good the books are going to have to make them pretty significant favorites in even in round two right like here's a good question though Let's say that that scenario I outlined comes to fruition and it's Lakers Clippers round win one and the winner of that faces Utah round two. What do you put the series line at? If you're a bookmaker, if you do not have the jazz, if you give, if you give plus money to the Los Angeles Lakers, you're going to get destroyed. Right? So like, are you going, is it going to be like jazz plus one fifty? Like, is that enough? You have to have the Lakers favored. What do you put? Yeah. What, you know, what do you put a Jazz Lakers second round series with the Jazz with home court at? That's tough, right? This <laughs> yeah, is what I'm saying. Really- because if you know, if you if you put too high a number on the Jazz, then you're gonna you're gonna get out of whack the other way. You're gonna your liability is gonna get huge because the Sharps are gonna be like, look, Lakers roster kind of sucks. Utah's yeah. been the best team all year. And then also you have to like I like to I think the, the one of the things that people don't talk about enough is the war of attrition um based on who you played previously. Right. Like I always look at, you know, that 2016 NBA finals. What if the Cavs had played Oklahoma City first? Right. And then played the Warriors. Whereas, you know, I mean, the Cavs basically played the Raptors and they just smoked them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I like to look at who you played before because I think that impacts future series. So it's just like the Lakers played the Clippers in the first round and the Jazz, you know, they, they just walk by whoever you played in the first round. But also like, it easier. if you're the book and you've got all this Lakers liability, which you know that you're gonna. Yeah. The, the Jazz are like, they're are the second biggest position in all these books. Like I, we checked on that, right? The Jazz yeah. is the second biggest priority. Second liability. So maybe like that's a spot though where like you could even it up. 
Like you even mm-hmm. it up between Jazz and Lakers by making the Jazz. Like you put the Jazz as a sizable underdog, you draw mm-hmm. more money on them, and that washes out some of your Lakers liability. Yeah. This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts, plus they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right, I have to go next. Uh, this is very difficult after after Brandon took the best pick on the board. All right, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm taking Bucks Lakers at plus one thousand. I'm getting ten to one. I'm getting ten to one. Look, we need to be very precise about how we talk about the Bucks. Okay, there's th- let's leave the they're not built for the playoffs. They always choke. Let's leave that for the casuals. Okay, let's drop that yeah. on over to cable TV <laughs> and they can do that nonsense. Let's talk about what we know. Okay. The Bucs have been dominant the last three seasons. The Bucs have rolled in series where they have not had specific disadvantages. They have lost to the Heat and Raptors. Let's examine those teams in particular. They had primary shooters that you had to worry about, but they also had secondary shooters that you had to worry about. If you go back to that Bucks heat series last year and you go like, well, the Heat killed them from three, you go, oh, well, Duncan Robinson went wild. Nope. Duncan Robinson wasn't what did him in. Jay Crowder is what did him in. You go back and you look at the numbers. Jay Crowder put up a huge amount of three-point numbers. And once it started sliding, after everything that went on with the Bucks and, like, everything from, like, in the, in, like, in the bubble, all of the emotion going on, like, George Hill did not want to be there for understandable reasons, all of that stuff, like, they did not have it. This year's team is, is mostly different. It's new guys. There's a lot of new guys on this roster, but they're mostly mm. veterans. You've got mm. Drew that adds another playmaker. Everybody's like, well, they need a guy in the perimeter that can create shots. Like last night, I thought he was really good versus LA. It's a good example of this. If the Bucks get any, like, we don't have to worry about four through, we, we agree, right? We don't have to worry about four through eight in the Eastern Conference, yeah. right? Like, Without a doubt. like, if they run into yeah. Miami, Maybe we're going to hedge against this position if I take if I take. I'm not hedging against Miami. Miami is terrible this year. Okay, but like just to be sure (laughs) that like they don't do like another. Oh, poof! We're magical. Goran Dragic is back to 2015 form, like that nonsense again, right? Yeah. But if the Bucks face the Sixers, the Sixers Mm. have more shooting this year. But if you stay home on Seth Curry, who is going to kill you from three? Like maybe Tobias. 
right? Like maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Like you stay home on Tobias and then Seth Curry kills you. That might be the model. They might be able to build the transition wall that teams do versus Giannis. That might be possible. But the Sixers have to be able to score enough versus a very good Bucks defense in order for that to matter. I would at least have the Bucks favored in that series. Even if it's mm-hmm. one, if it's a one-three Western Conference Finals or Eastern Conference Finals, I still probably have Bucks favored. I would I would grab Bucks at plus money there. If it's mm. Bucks Nets, right? Then it's just like, oh, forget about it. You know, they're they're done. Okay, but look, who's building the wall on Brooke Blake Griffin? Is Blake is are, is Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin gonna build the wall versus Giannis? That that's yeah. not happening, right? And then mm. so that then it becomes if if the Nets are all based off of isolation scores with KD, Kyrie, Harden, okay, you have the defenders and the backline defense to make that difficult, and like they'll score for sure. But if you're not able to put up a good defensive effort versus Milwaukee, they'll put up points too. But they have the weapons to put up a put up a big number. So, like, would I rather have the Nets? Yes, that's why I got Nets Lakers, right? But I'll take Lakers Bucks for the most obvious Western Conference team and a Milwaukee team that at this point I think we have to say is a little undervalued because teams are because everybody is so reactive to those specific two playoff losses. Agreed? Yeah. All right, Brandon, what's your, what's your second one? Bucks Lakers to me is my most likely finals not involving the Nets. So okay. I, I think that to to me, you have built a, a solid draft that gives you a very high chance of having the finals matchup. And you also just made the entire case for my next pick, which is I agree the Bucks have value. We all agree the Nuggets have value. I'm taking Bucks Nuggets. Five thousand. <laughs> NBA executives eat your heart out. It's going to be the lowest rated finals. Milwaukee, Denver, we're excited. But listen, I I said before, I think the Nets are the heavy favorites in the East. I don't like the Sixers. I don't want the Sixers. And if this is a three-team conference and I don't want one of them, that leaves the other two. And that makes the second one valuable too, which is the Bucks. I have the Nuggets about even with anyone but the Lakers. And I think Bucks Lakers clearly is more likely. Duh, it's the Lakers. It's LeBron. We know this is happening. I think it's about twice as likely, but at plus 1,000, 10 to 1 versus 50 to 1, I don't hate the odds here. I had this around 2,800 instead of 5,000 that I'm actually getting. Bucks Nuggets, boy, the referees in the conference finals are going to be uh, rooting for the other teams. So I'm going to actually need some buckets here. I'm not betting the narrative, not at all. I'm just taking the teams that I think are good and have a shot. Imagine an NBA where we get Bucks Nuggets finals. It would be amazing. It'd be so much fun. It'd be so good for the sports. It'd be so terrible for the ratings. I love it, Brandon. <laughs> I love it at 51. I think that you've like there's a good case for it. It's not gonna happen, but if you're building around this, like by the way, like basically here's the difference between our drafts. Raheem and I are more likely to make money. Like we're pretty likely to make money. <laughs> You are very likely to not make any money, but if you make money, you are making yeah. all the money in all the world. Like you are bankrolling yes. yourself for the next two years. So Welcome. that's how that goes. I'm Brandon Anderson. That's what I do. I'm going to take a great victory lap somewhere in the playoffs, and then I'm going to be broke afterward. It's plus two today. <laughs> all right, Raheem, uh, you're back up with it. All right, I, I'm, I'm going back to the well. I'm going Brooklyn Nets, Phoenix Suns. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Suns. Zero respect for the Sixers and Bucks. Like, you just have <laughs> zero respect for them, and I love it. I mean, the, the Suns, they have a top five offense, top five defense. Yeah. Um, CP3, I mean, it's, it's, it's about time that he finally gets to Western Conference Finals. I don't think this might be the year that he might be able to pull it off. So, if I think he can get to the Western Conference Finals, anything can happen at that point. I'm a, I'm a roll with them plus um plus twenty two hundred. I wish it was a little bit higher, but I mean the Suns team has just been really good this year. Yeah, I mean I think I think twenty two to one is pretty good though, right? I mean you're yeah, getting, you're still getting massive return on it. That's why I like these matchup things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're just you're gonna get such a good return on these bets. You can take a you can take multiple positions here and come out pretty good versus betting the conferences. Mm-hmm. It's it's your your numbers are so much shorter. Um, Man, I see. I would. I had circled that one. I was like, "Ha ha!" But take Raheem's sons. <laughs> I like that one too, Raheem. Not, not as <laughs> all right. Um, fine. Then I'll do it. Um, I will take. Don't make me do it. I want to take a long shot. You guys took all the fun long shots, and I don't get to take one, <laughs> and that sucks. I want Sixers Nuggets, but I'm not going to let myself do it. I think Embiid versus Jokic would be absolutely incredible. That would be such a fun finals. I'll take Sixers Clippers. Um, I, you know, I I think, look, we're on, I, if anything, I think this podcast is underrated in the Sixers. Number one in the Eastern Conference, right? Mm-hmm. Going to get Embiid back. They're already saying he's going to be back about a week. Uh, going to have another month of him getting mm-hmm. ready. Uh, I, I think that there's a really good chance that he winds up uh, he, he's gonna be in the MVP conversation. You got Ben Simmons, the second defenders. They do like if the Bucks fought, like run into a Miami, right? And it's Nets Sixers. I, I still keep wondering. As much as I like the Nets, is are you gonna try Lamarcus Aldridge defending Joel Embiid? Are you putting DeAndre Jordan on Joel? Is this a thing that you're really gonna do? You're really gonna try those guys? Like they don't have anybody to stop Embiid. That guy will absolutely feast in that series. They have the shooters this year. They have better coaching. So I'll take the Sixers there. And I want the Clippers because I need to, I need to not just have the Lakers in all in all three. I need the Clippers in one of my positions here. So I'm taking Sixers Clippers. Um, getting really good value. Uh, I think at twenty to one, like that's awesome. I get you know I, I get a team. Let, let's put it this way. I get the number one team in the Eastern Conference right now, and I get last year's preseason favorite to win the title in the Clippers. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a really good spot right now. It was yeah. the Clippers. So like I said, I'm likely to make money, even if it's not as fun. Brandon, what's your wild ass third pick that I know you're going to take. So I was already here. I, I honestly, I thought you were going to take Sixers Lakers. It's just staring at us out there. I, I thought that could possibly be a first round pick in our draft. I think on another podcast, it maybe would be. I was getting ready to just take a wild swing out of the blue on 400 to one, not plus 400, 400 to one heat Mavs. I was getting ready. I was getting ready to queue <laughs> oh it up. God. I'm just saying you scroll down the list. You're just looking, you're looking for gold down there. Couldn't you see a scenario where Luca goes wild and makes the finals? Couldn't you see a scenario? We saw it last year where the heat did it again. Just saying plus 400 to one. I think you could do 400 to one, but I'm not going to take it. I get out to you listeners, put $10 on it. You make 4,000 later when it doesn't happen. You'll feel really great about it. Like two days out of the next two months, I'll take Sixers Lakers. Your, my version of bet the narrative is bet the worst thing that could happen to me, the NBA fan, and that's <laughs> Sixers Lakers. 
I don't want to see Sixers in the finals. I don't want to see LeBron in the finals. I want to see LeBron building his goat case when we already know who the greatest is. I don't want to see any of it. Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis. The argument here is, look, we know that these teams aren't healthy. But while everyone else is completely run down from this pandemic season and everyone is sitting out left and right and whatever, whatever, they're resting. So there's the flip side of the argument is Embiid and Davis and LeBron, they're all just sitting at home right now resting up. Everyone else is getting more and more tired by the day. Maybe it flips the other way. Maybe the worst, like, I just, I don't want to watch that finals. I don't want any part of it. At least make me some money off of it. It's my one position on the board that I might actually win money on. Sixers, Lakers, I had that 1,900. It's only 1,400 in actual odds. And that's with the, the tax built in on the Lakers. I think it's actually a pretty solid number on it. The books really aren't giving the Sixers much respect, less than we are, I think. So I think mm. that's the obvious pick here. I'll, I'll make the obvious pick for once. Right. I'm not mad at that. I'm a, see, I'm a fan of both teams, so that would that would be a dream come true for me. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're not the same. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to uh, – all right. That was awesome. Love that. That was a great bit. Uh, let us know your – finals matchup hit us up on twitter at action network hq and tell us what you found on this podcast that was uh so great that you were like no, 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 no. i got the finals matchup and the number that i want to get let us know in the comments you know it's opening day brandon's got his cubs gear on ready for another year and i used to be able to make fun of the cubs and I can't anymore and i miss that because my wife's a cubs fan i miss being able to make fun of her for that but it's a great time for you to be outdoors watching games as fans get back into the arena, into the stadiums, and you can bet live. I'm excited to do that for Rockies games this year. But, you know, it's important to stay sharp when you're doing that. It's easy to get tanked and start making mistakes. You know, as the trade deadline, Pat Riley and the Miami Heat enjoyed a terrific NBA trade deadline. And you know why? Because they made good decisions and they didn't get sloppy. It reminds me of how I feel after a few upside-down golden ales. Because for years now, Athletic Brewing has been making great-tasting beers like that. Beers that celebrate the innovation of craft beer, but without the alcohol. So if you're thinking of taking it easy on, on booze this April and keeping your gambling what's about you, Athletic Brewing's award-winning beers are a great option. If you want to support this show, head to athleticbrewing.com. Check out their selection and place an order using the code ACTION15, A-C-T-I-O-N-1-5. This gets new customers 15% off their first order. And if you order two or more six-packs, shipping is always free. That's athleticbrewing.com and use promo code ACTION15 on that first order and enjoy great taste while keeping your gambling edge. All right, moving on here on the Action Network NBA podcast. Time for Back to the Future. Back to the Future! On this segment, we talk about bets that we wish that we had made in the, in the past, and Brandon talks about things that he plans on still doing now, as if he's just taking the DeLorean and going forward in time. Uh, or if he's been told by his future self what he's going to be doing as he takes constant victory laps. Uh, my back to the future for this week, I guess it's Charlotte. I, I guess. I guess we should have just bet Charlotte to win the division. I don't understand. I don't get it. They're seven up on the 11th seed, guys. They're seventh up on the 11th seed. They're going to make at least a play-in. 
Like, there's almost no chance they don't make the playing game. How? How is how? How is this team doing this? Someone please explain to me how the Hornets are. I don't know if they're good, but they win games. But I, I guess, I guess instead of believing in Orlando with a better coach and a pretty good roster and all this stuff and their season absolutely fell apart, I should have just bet Charlotte. Charlotte of all teams is suddenly just really awesome. I guess we should. I just should have bet Charlotte. Thoughts? I have no thoughts. The, the, Charlotte turns into Dame Lillard at all five positions in clutch time, and I don't understand it, and it's stupid, and you shouldn't bet them. It's a stupid bet. They shouldn't keep winning. They're going to lose all the rest of the games. I mean, I mean, I think I spoke on Charlotte before. This team can just shoot the three, and yeah. in, a, in, a, in a league where you can make the three, I think they're fifth in three-point shooting this year, and they're taking so many of them. You got a shot, and then – um. Scary Terry is just out there, you know. It's just I like watching him. <laughs> I, I like watching this team. I just wish um, Lamelo was back. All right. Uh, anybody else got back one. to the future for this week? I have one. Oh my god. Um, I hate this team. Um, I love them, but I hate them. Um, the Toronto Raptors—they were plus one seventy to miss the playoffs a week and a half ago. This team is trash. Like this team over the last two weeks. They're 29th in defensive rating. They're giving up 116 points for 100 possessions. Last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder, I mean, they were missing Shaquille Gildas Alexander. They were missing Al Horford. They were missing um, Mike Muscala, Darius Baisley, Lou Dort. They still gave up 117 points per 100 possessions. This team is done. Um, I don't know. I, I love Masai Ujiri. I just I have no idea how he bots this thing so bad. He didn't trade Kyle Lowry at the deadline. Um, you know, they put all their eggs in this Giannis Antetokounmpo um, um, free agency, and they didn't bring back Marcus Gasol and um, Serge Ibaka. And the interior defense is really bad. Baines is, is horrible. I have no idea why I didn't take them to miss the playoffs last week. They were plus 170. Right now, the no is minus 325. Oh, man. The rest of the season. Wow. wow. That is a move. That is a move on the board. Brandon, you got one this week? I do. So I hinted at this one a couple of weeks ago. We did our midseason check-in, and one of, the, one of the bets that I put to you guys was, if only one of them wins it, who's more likely, Jordan Clarkson, six-man, or LaMelo Ball, rookie of the year? Sadly, like a week later, LaMelo went out for the year. We already know the answer to that one. I'm going on the other side. I hinted at it then. I honestly think Joe Ingles might still win sixth man of the year. I think Ingles is the best bench player on the Jazz. I need the nerds behind me on this one. I know I need the nerds, but listen, a few weeks ago, uh, this was my back to the future pick then. We didn't get to it in the segment because we were already doing it earlier. It was at 100 to 1 for Joe Ingles at the time. Here's what Joe Ingles has done this season. He's shooting 73% true shooting. That's the highest in NBA history. He's 49% on three-pointers, 137 offensive rating. He is leading the Utah Jazz in box plus minus and some of those other all-in-one stats. That's the best player on the best team in the NBA by some of the nerd stats. Meanwhile, since the start of February, Jordan Clarkson is shooting 39% from the field under 33% on nine three-pointers a game. Ingles is only four points a game lower. He's got four and a half assists a game. Uh, I saw Kevin Pelton tweeting about this the other day. Joe Ingles leads and wins above replacement. The nerds are starting to come out. Joe Ingles is gaining some traction. Here's the thing. I put this on the list for today. 
to lament how I did not get to give this out to you at 100 to 1 odds. And I looked at it today, back to the future is back to the present. Ingles is still 100 to 1, only at BetMGM. Check the other books. Another book I looked at, Ingles is 3,000. He's the fourth favorite. He's behind only Clarkson, Harrell, and Boucher. Ingles is getting some traction. The Jazz are playing well. Clarkson is fading. I think there's a real shot here. Joe Ingles, sixth man of the year. Brandon, I love you for how much you bring this stuff to the table. And like, I want, I, I do, I, I do want to give you credit for talking about Harden for MVP. Next week we're doing a big thing on Harden's MVP yeah. chances. Um, spoiler yeah. alert: they're they're nothing. But but if you had bet them when Brandon had suggested the idea, you could cash out your ticket and get a yeah. huge return. Like you could cash out now at the peak of his value because it's about to plummet and you get really great value. So like, I don't, I I don't want to just dismiss this, but I have to ask you, are the books that wrong at putting Clarkson that they're willing to go minus six fifty on Clarkson? Like they're that, they're that wrong. Look, Clarkson was over minus a thousand a couple of weeks ago. He's still minus 1450 at another book. I just looked at Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying he's, that there's there's it's starting to slide just a little bit look Lamelo was nearly as high as a minor and i realize that Lamelo got hurt it's a different I think story still winning well you should bet it then because he's over plus 200 at every i'm going right to now. i will be but you said i just can't see i can't see the books being having a guy be that big a favorite and being wrong like the voters yeah. can be unpredictable but they're not that unpredictable like the voters are unpredictable in subtle ways not in like big, sure. massive, like, yeah. I mean, just... I mean, look, I, I think that Ingles should win the award. That's sure. not what we're betting. We don't get right. to bet who should win the award. We right. have to bet mm-hmm. on the actual voters actually looking past points per game, which they haven't done in the history of all the six man of the year awards. So I realize that's what we're going against here. It's not who should win, who's the better player. It doesn't matter what the percentages are. I, I'm looking for a nerd analytics mm-hmm. movement to overtake the crowds and convince our media voters that it's time for nerds to win out. That's the argument here. It's a hundred to one. That's the only reason mm-hmm. I'm willing to make it. It's a long shot. This is what I you're going to only, you're going to have to make a big bet yourself and manipulate the market. Um, I have a story a couple of weeks ago um, before LeBron got hurt. I had some friends who put down big money on LeBron James and went defensive player of the year. And then, um, Who's the guy? Nick Wright started talking about it. And then the odds drastically moved. So, and then you have this big media push. So it's like, you're going to have to manipulate the market yourself and then get somebody big to talk about it. And then I think that's how it becomes a thing. But otherwise... That's what I'm doing right now. This is... <laughs> By the way, I played LeBron Defensive Player of the Year also. 500 to 1. I like it. I'm mad. I'll tell you this for DPOY. I bet Simmons in preseason... And I feel like I just feel like he should be it. Like I still, I, like I stand by that. Yeah. And he's not going to win. Right. Just, it, like it, I'm not going to win, and it's going to make me mad. Like this is one. You're right. Like you're done. I, I, I. There's no way to break the narrative that Rudy is like the god. There's just yeah, no I, way to. Break I remember. It. Yeah. Before the season, you specifically said the best defensive player will be Ben Simmons, but I'm usually a year ahead on this, and I think that both of those parts are right. 
Yeah. I think he is yeah. the best defensive player. I think that who's actually going to win, you're a year ahead on it. And like Simmons will end up winning the next year or two when we catch up on it. I think he's got a shot, but you know, it it requires the jazz like falling off or something, which it doesn't yeah. look like it's gonna happen. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is like the Sixers defense has been better. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're they're better without MB, but since he's been out, they've been yeah, the numbers are better like since he's left. And it's just like Ben Simmons has just been playing um fantastic defensively and it's just like i can't believe nobody's seeing it yep right all right last segment here on the action network nba podcast is called thanks for nothing it's in which we talk about teams that fail to both win and cover good teams win and great teams cover but some teams do neither this is thanks for nothing So this season, uh, my team for this week is thanks for nothing, San Antonio Spurs. So this season, the Spurs have only – guess how many times out of their entire season the Spurs have lost the second quarter? How many times? Guess. 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 Three. Fifteen. You were too low, Raheem? Raheem <laughs> almost, right, almost spot on. Fourteen times. Fourteen yeah. times. You know how many times that they've won that quarter? It's way more. They've won. They are automatic in second quarters, as I bet them continuously and have been profitable. And I don't mean to complain about it, given that they are now 28 and 14 for me. I get it. I get it. I get it. However, however, I bet them versus Charlotte the other night. And I, I know, I know, I know I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do, shouldn't bet Charlotte. I understand. I've told the group I have to stop doing this. <laughs> They caught me again, and I just, I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand how this happens. And then, like it happened the other night, they reminded they had a score by like, fourteen points the other night in the second oh, quarter. Man. And it's just like, just, I just need you to be a little more consistent, first. Just look a little tiny. Just, I know you're you've been good to me. I'm appreciative. Just look a little bit better. It's not fair. It's not fair. Brandon, what's your thanks for nothing this week? So look, I know this is an NBA podcast, but I'm still drowning in brackets over here. So here we go. Thanks for nothing. Big 10 basketball. <laughs> Michigan State should have knocked out UCLA in the freaking play-in game before they even made the real tournament. They were up late. They couldn't do it. Michigan couldn't score 50 against UCLA and make the final four. So we got a real game against Gonzaga. Ohio State couldn't beat Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts. Rutgers blew it against Houston. Now we got to watch them in the final four. Purdue lost the first round. Iowa gave up like 300 to Oregon. They burned down my bracket. They burned me in Survivor like multiple times. They burned me everywhere. I didn't even believe in the Big Ten, and they still burned me. Thanks for nothing. Everything about you, Big Ten basketball. But it's not fair. Can't you say sorry and make it all go away? It's too late. It's not that easy. It's not fair. Raheem, what's your thanks for nothing this week? You know, you know, I've been playing totals most of the season. Um, I'm hitting 55% of the season, which is, you know, a pretty good edge. But um, last night was rough. I was um, two and three on totals. Um, probably should have been four and one. But the Nets and the mm-hmm. Rockets total died in the second half. They were on pace for about 240-something points. They, they end up scoring 228. The total was 230. And then I had the over on the Spurs and the Kings. That was on pace for about 245. That died in the second half. They end up scoring 226. The over was 230. So, I, you know, a four-on-one day turns into a two-and-three day. You know what's funny on that? Um, 
so I, I've got uh, an app that is called Line Swings, and it's, it's yeah. I read a really great Reddit post that talked about it did a breakdown of how often line inversions in the second quarter mm-hmm. tend to correlate. Like if if the line swings from a dog to a favorite. Mm-hmm bet that new favorite bet the team that was the dog at the new number at the lowest number you can get it and the rate's pretty mm-hmm. good and i've been doing that consistently and it's profitable i stayed away from rockets nets specifically because i was like this is a hot start from an emotionally amped team playing their old, old teammate this is good like i can't trust i can't trust houston and i know the nets have the ability to like mm-hmm. ramp up on both sides of the ball at any point like that mm-hmm. was i was very proud of myself for staying away from houston mm-hmm. nets last night i was like I, I bet I bet Rockets first half because I figured there was going to be a, a push in the beginning and Houston's been sneaky good in the first half since Wood got back. Bet mm-hmm. that and just took my winnings and left it alone. I was very proud to walk away from that one. So that's a uh, that's a that's a thanks for something me. That's what that is. <laughs> you know, you know, the thing is for for me with these Rockets totals, I've been playing their unders all year. Yeah. But I think the addition of Kelly Olenek, Avery mm-hmm. Bradley, DJ Augustine, and then even getting Christian Wood back, they're actually competent now. Right. So it's just like they've gone over in two out of the last three games. So it's just like I've been, you know, kind of zagging after, you know, zigging for so long and playing all these un- unders. I've been kind of jumping on their overs because, I mean, they can actually score at this point. Yeah, it just didn't work out for me last night. <laughs> All right, that's gonna wrap it up for the Action Network NBA podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode. Make sure to ch- stay tuned throughout the week as we get you set for the Final Four with Stucky and the crew. We'll get you set set for Opening Day and baseball is back. We'll get you set for the NFL Draft. All of that stuff on the Action Network podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our thanks to Matt Mitchell, our producer, and we'll talk to you guys again next time on the Action Network NBA podcast. We're finished talking.